You're listening to the Greek's Gridiron live with Ethan Haristadoulou. Welcome back, everyone, to the Greek's Gridiron. I am Ethan Haristadoulou. It's March 4th, 2022. And today we are continuing on with our best of free agent fits series where I focus in on a team and give my thoughts on who they should chase after in free agency. And for this video today, I am going to be talking the Washington Commanders sitting at about 31.9 million, million, nearly 32 under the cap. They got some money to play with. They have some positional needs. uh, And realistically, if I'm being honest, this was probably the biggest upset to me in terms of just like expectations that I had and not getting those expectations even nearly fulfilled. I thought the Commanders were going to be a lot better of a team this past season than they ended up being, mainly in part of how dominant that defensive line was just this, the season ago. And and while maybe not quite as dominant, they kind of found themselves a bit later in the year, but not not the pass rush and not the disruptive, disruptive unit I thought they were going to be, plus the additions that they added to the defense. I expected the Commanders to be a legitimate front runner to really challenge the Cowboys in the NFC East, and it didn't turn out that way. So with that in mind, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, and let's talk a couple of people I'd like to see the Commanders take. I have a guy for the offense, and I have a guy for the defense, and we'll start with the one for the offense here. I will start before I say this guy's name and who I think they should take by saying that Terry McLaurin is probably the most underrated wide receiver in the NFL, and I love everything that he does and more. So, Commanders fans, I'm very well aware of what you guys got going on over there. The addition of Curtis Samuel, unfortunately due to injury, did not come to the fruition and results that I think everyone was hoping for with bringing him in. Hopefully him coming back and being healthy will be solid. But with the mystery of that in mind, I do think that they should target another wide receiver to get a good trio of receivers going. And a guy that I think would be worth grabbing on a one-year flyer, prove-it type deal would be wide receiver from the Pittsburgh Steelers, Juju Smith-Schuster. Now, some people might be rolling their eyes very hard as I'm saying that, and trust me, I get it, and I, I understand why, but there is a reason for me saying this, so hear me out here before you just try to tell me I'm wrong. Obviously, the injury affected what they were doing offensively over there in Washington. Again, uh, with Curtis Samuel, like I said, I think that they expected to get a lot out of him, and I still think that there's a lot that can come from him, but you want to get in another guy that has proven production, and while he is coming off of an injured year, he finally got to play in the playoffs there. I think he'll be you know, further removed from the injury, and I expect him to go back to full form. Smith-Schuster is not a number one in the NFL. He is a very good number two, and like maybe could be the 1B to Terry McLaurin's 1A, and that's dependent on what Curtis Samuel is doing when he comes back from his injuries and gets himself fully healthy as well. But he doesn't need to be that number one. He can be an excellent number two type guy. When he was playing at his best, that 2018 season alongside Antonio Brown, you look at the numbers here, 1,426 yards receiving. He had seven touchdowns and 111 receptions. And even in 2020, when he was the number one guy, 831 yards, nine touchdowns, 97 receptions. Not quite the yardage that he was having when Antonio Brown was around, but receptions-wise, you're only looking to be off about 14 catches there. And then on top of, or I'm sorry, yeah, about 14 catches. Yeah, no, that math was right. And he even had more touchdowns. You group him 
with a receiver like Terry McLaurin, who is typically getting the best cornerback to cover him during games because of how good he is and how versatile Terry McLaurin is. This opens the production right back up for Juju Smith-Schuster, where if you're not if you're not accounting for him enough because you have to devote more defensive resources towards making sure that Terry McLaurin isn't tearing you apart, you have a shot at getting 2018 Juju Smith-Schuster all over again. Smith-Schuster is productive when he's healthy, whether he was the number one or the number two guy. Curtis Samuel, when he was in Carolina, was an excellent receiver. And like I said, when I saw that the commanders were bringing in Curtis Samuel and they brought in Jackson over there on the defensive side and the secondary and like the additions they made this offseason, I thought that Washington had a very strong case to win the NFC East. And I really expected that to happen. Granted, Fitzpatrick injury kind of changed things up. I think we have discovered that Heineke is not the guy. A lot of injuries also hurt this team and held them back as well offensively. So unfortunate things have happened, but... I don't think Juju Smith-Schuster is going to command a top dollar amount coming off of an injury like he did. You get him on a nice one-year prove-it deal, something like that, along those lines. Give him whatever he wants because you have about 32 mil to play with, and that's not including potential cuts and things like that before free agency happens where the commanders could open up even more money. You could have a very scary trio of wide receivers, though. Juju Smith-Schuster, Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin. Like, bro, come on. Come on, I would take that. I would take that. That's a really good group. And then with that in mind, you have an easier time trying to convince some of the other quarterbacks to come play for you because you have a really solid group of wide receivers. There are some quarterbacks that have trade clauses that would like to move, but maybe not considering the commanders a place to go. Well, the recent hiring of Ron Rivera for this past season and also bringing in a wide receiver trio of that nature would maybe, you know, sway some opinions. Clearly there's trying there's a, a rebuild trying to be done there in Washington and a change of direction in terms of just like the, you know, the attitude and everything that's going on there. Commanders with Juju Smith Schuster, really good looking destination. <clears throat> As for the defensive side, who I have for defense here, um, the linebacking core. They drafted Jamin Davis this past season. Davis did not live up to the potential that I think some people expected him to, myself included. excuse me, I keep having to clear my throat, but uh, I'm a little bit, I'm not concerned, just slightly disappointed with what Davis did. And from what I've read and seen, it seems like some people around the Washington area somewhat feel the same, maybe not completely, but somewhat. Then you have Holcomb who kind of stepped up and had a really solid season and he proved that he's a stud of a guy and he might end up being a long-term answer at the linebacking position. But the linebacking corps definitely could use somewhat of an upgrade in my opinion. The sudden loss of Reuben Foster a few years ago, I think kind of like just like flipped the whole linebacking room on its head and kind of set them back. And now Washington has been trying to really get that back in, into, into play and be a legitimate group for this defense. I'm not dismissing Jamin Davis because he's a first-round guy. He had a ton of talent while he was in college, and I think he'll still be an effective guy. But you might want to bring in somebody just to be sure that's a little bit more of a proven talent and a guy who has proven production in the league and someone that I think could potentially be available because I think he might end up being a cap casualty for Atlanta is linebacker Foyasaid Olwoken. I think bringing him in on like a three to four year deal, you're paying him somewhere between like nine to $10 million per season, maybe a little bit more than that, just to really convince him to come to Washington. 
would be an excellent addition. The guy has a nose for the football. He led the league in solo tackles with 131. Couple that with his ability to force turnovers with three interceptions and a forced fumble this past season. To boot, he would be an excellent addition for this defense and a great insurance policy if Jamin Davis just really is not working out. And for the sake of Washington, I hope he works out because, again, he was so talented coming out of college. But he did start a little bit slower. And also, Davis will probably be a better guy as he starts to progress and become a better pro in coverage, whereas Oluokun's more of like a, he's more of a pure run stuffing, you know, tackling type of linebacker anyways. I don't know how you would organize those three, but a healthy rotation of those three linebackers solidifies that group and makes them far more of a threat. You could even, you know, if it's passing downs, it's David. If it's if it's a running down or you're just a heavier set type of formation, you're probably running it with Oluokun as well. Or maybe you're running like a full-blown 4-3 and you got, you know, all four of them, or excuse me, all three of them with Holcomb in there as well. Emergence of Holcomb, Davis stepping up, Oluokun being that third linebacker, and then they kind of figure out playing time from there. That's a great linebacking corpse, in my opinion. More like it's not super big star power, but the sum of your parts equals a greater, you know, a greater outcome. I think I really like the idea of him going there. And based on Atlanta's cap situation right now, I do think that Foyasade ends up being available. It just seems like a like a likely scenario, in my opinion. Matt, uh, Matt Ryan is accounting for like a $40 million cap hit. So they're kind of in a weird space cap wise. And they would have to sacrifice some players, I think, to be able to bring back Oluokun for what I think is going to be his market value. And I don't know if he would take a team friendly deal or not. That's we'll have to see in the next couple of weeks, but definitely a guy that I could see available and a guy that I think that would be an immediate impact for the center of the football field on defense for Washington. But those are my two guys that I have picked out. Let me know who you guys think of the comments section down below. Appreciate you guys for watching. Have a good one.